Mr. Liam Patel, the new MTGP, the Muay Thai, the new Muay Thai Grand Prix Intercontinental Champion. How are you feeling and how are you doing? I'm doing good, bro. Thank you for having me on again. It's always a pleasure. That's, no, yeah, man, I'm awesome. good. Yeah, bro. No, it's uh, awesome to have you back and nice to catch up. Um, look, you know, I'll ask how, you, how you're feeling. Of course, you are obviously feeling um, ecstatic. But as you said to me earlier before I hit the record button, the novelty kind of wore off and you're already back back in the in the, uh, in the gym and obviously working hard, getting ready for the, your next opponent. Yeah, so no, so I'm, I'm, this, this fight, I actually decided to take a week off after the fight which I haven't really done for a few fight camps now. I've been okay. taking like two days, three days, and then um just been going straight back to the gym. But like this time I decided I had a long camp. The camp was like up and down, like probably one of the, probably the least smooth fight camp I've probably ever had. But um, so this, this, this fight, I just decided afterwards I'm going to take a week off. I'm just at a stage now where I'm just uh, assessing my performance and um all the things I need to improve on because the list is basically never ending, but just kind of, Prior figuring out what I'm going to prioritize when I go back to the gym. You know, um, not to say that you're being. I hope I put this the right way for yourself and for people listening and watching. Um, you say anything to improve on, but something says to me that is there anything for you to improve on? Because you won the fight, you came out as the winner. Um, you came as a, came out as the best fighter, um, or is it that you just don't want to seem or to be complacent that you always that you, that you believe not always, but you believe that there's always something, no matter how small it is, there is always something that you can improve for, in, in preparation for the next fight. Oh, one hundred percent. So, like, I just think, like, think of it like this: Sanchai and Sanchai and all these other like elite level fighters don't don't stop improving, right? And I'm I'm not that I'm not even close to that level yet. So there's always gonna be stuff for me to improve. Like you can always throw a better right kick, or you can always have better defense. You know what I mean? Like whatever it is, there's always stuff to there's always stuff to work on. But I guess the hard thing is is like knowing what to prioritize. You know what I mean? That's that's like the hard part. But then I'll, when I go back to the gym, I'll speak to speak to my head coach, speak to my coaches, see what they say. And see what they say, what they want me to focus on, and I'll focus on that. And then anything else is just like extra on top, basically. The fight itself with Jacob Thompson, um, Jacob Thompson. That's I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it right. How what was it like? Because I watched the brief interview you had with, uh, I yeah. think a uh, with a ringside um, journalist there or so. Um, one of the things he did say is that his kicks were <laughs> very sharp. Oh, yeah, like so he was good. his his right kick was really fast, and like I, it's weird because I could like for a split second I could see it coming, but then by the time like by the time I've gone to block or like thought oh shit I need to block this, it's it's kind of like already hit, and then I tried to catch his balance was really good, um, and then like round round one round two, like and I say I say round one you could call it even because like five round fight like round one even round two and round three you could say Jacob. But in, in round four and five, I stepped it up and then uh, I need him a lot. Um, and I think I just finished the exchanges just a bit better than him, basically. And uh, yeah, got the win. But he I made it, really, he, didn't make oh. it, he didn't make it easy for me. He didn't make mm, it easy. For yeah, me. Uh, of course. I got a lot of respect for him. Um, he made it, he made it a tough fight, you know. 
no bad blood between you two. There's no, nah, not at all. Not at all. There was never. There was oh. like I don't really have any bad blood with my opponents anyway. Um, there was never any bad blood with Jacob. You know what I mean? Like we just both have a. We both come to the ring. We both have a job to do, and I just did what I needed to do on the day. Mm-hmm. Of course. <laughs> um, I um, God, I lost my train of thought now. Um, I yeah, about the fights itself. I was looking just everywhere. Just it's one of those things where by the promoter, yes, yeah, an awesome fun, awesome event. But it's like unless if you pay to actually watch it wherever you are, whether you're cage side within the actual venue or at home or yeah. your phone, your TV, wherever it is, they will yeah. actually keep it kind of covered unless you paid for it before they release yeah. it to youtube yeah oh and instagram so i looked and looked everywhere for just yeah. these clips of the fight but um i just couldn't find any and uh i'll keep yeah i find i suppose I it's quite i suppose it's quite good in a way though because if you want to watch if you want to watch the guys fight you gotta got, you yeah. gotta buy the stream right so they must be doing something right with a uh, like security and like that kind of stuff you know so i yes, guess that's a good yes. thing. i think they'll be happy to hear that <laughs> um did I ever ask you about your? Is it a nickname or middle name, El Matador? Yeah, so that's my that's my fight name. Really? So I see. Yeah, so the way that that kind of came about was I had one fight. It was um I was fighting the UK number nine or yeah I think UK number nine or number ten at the time. His name was Sam Hyde, and um in that fight like this was like back before I, before I did really develop my style. And I like, added new stuff to my game. I was always fighting on the back foot. Like I, ne- I never really went forward. I just found it comfortable. And like I just used, used my reach and length uh, really well. So, so at one point during the fight, Sam was getting really frustrated that he, he couldn't hit me. And um, I just kind of like, he kind of pointed to the middle of the ring. And I kind of just did this like El Matador, like El, El Matador kind of like dance in the middle of the ring. I just kind of felt, I don't know, I felt like I was the guy. <laughs> it was the right time to, it was the right time to do it. You know, it was only a C class. It was only a C class fight as well. It wasn't a, it wasn't an A class or anything. But then, then after that fight, I think um, the next show they asked me, oh, like, do you have a fight name? And like, uh, I wasn't going to give myself the name El Matador because I kind of think like, oh, maybe someone else should kind of like, give you your fight name but then like my teammate Amro came over was like nah he's El Matador his fight name's El Matador so I was like all right sweet like let's keep it let's keep it at that then and then that's kind of just how it came about really wow no it's uh I like it um you know it's like basically like the bull the bull versus the you know what I mean like the bull charging at you and you're just making a miss all the time like basically I love like that's probably one of the things I enjoy most about Thai boxing like especially in fights like when I make people miss and they can't hit me back like it's one of the, it's just one of the best feelings. I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's just one of, for me, it's one of the best feelings. It should be. I mean, in, in a fight, especially like a, from what I've seen in mixed martial arts. In fact, I think MMA is where I saw it kind of saw it first. Um, there are some fighters that are very good on the offense. When it comes to the defense, they can move very, very well. So you just can't, the, the opponent just can't get a hold of them. They just manage to slip out of the clinch or whatever it is, yeah. and they just keep keep managing to dodge any t- attacks coming yeah. from the opponent. That, it makes, your, it makes very... them look like they're shadow boxing in the fight. <laughs> that's the way That's the way I see it anyway. But the higher level you get, the harder it is to do that. You know what I mean? So it's like, that's why I say like recently more over the last like year, two years, I've tried to add, add new things to my game basically. So I'm not just a one trick pony. You know what I mean? You're, you want to basically, you want to be a, as a fighter. If you want to fight at high level, world level, elite level, you have to be well-rounded, but you want to have one thing that you're amazing at. 
You know what I mean? Otherwise, you're just you're gonna you're gonna get sussed out at some point. Yes, you know? yes, so for me, yes, like that's yes. one thing my my head coach Philip too. He said, "I want you to be well around. I want you to be well rounded, but have something you're really really good at." You know what I mean? No, no, absolutely, definitely. Um, no, it's kind of like something that um Philip too. Uh, also, yeah. he carries the brand Team Two. Yeah, what's it like? Um, but he's a top coach in Muay Thai. Yeah, one hundred percent. He's like a He's like a like Muay Thai encyclopedia. <laughs> he just know mm. he know he, he knows so much, you know. Very definitely, nice. Definitely, and uh, I've, I've I've I mean I've only been with teams two, you know what I mean. But the our formula, like the formula I got, is obviously working, you know. And it doesn't mean like it's perfect. Each camp yes. you got to adjust it. But what we're doing is a uh, is obviously working, you know. And I believe yes. like, I'm on track to, uh, with under Phil. I'm on I'm on track to becoming the kind of fire I want to be. It's yielded the results that you, that you want every time. Yeah. Yeah. I always think, like, after every performance, after every fight, like, I've always thought, oh, like, you could, oh, you could have done this better. You could have done this better. You could have done this better. But I think that's one of the things that's helped, that has helped me improve a lot. You know, like, being super, I'm, I'm super critical of myself. You know what I mean? Sometimes, sometimes maybe I need to, like, be a bit less critical. But I think for best for the best part of it, it's always, it's always helped me pushed to to new heights i i don't mean to sound awkward well mm-hmm. well let's come across as awkward it shouldn't come across as awkward but he is the, the name the brand where, where um combat sports especially muay thai is concerned i've mm-hmm. been hearing his name a lot i'm sure one one championship they know of him very very well yeah um, yeah, yeah, yeah so team two team two is philip yes. two and uh his um phil's got two brothers matty and dave but this is back when they started it. It was Phil, Matty, Dave, uh, cousin Michael Fam, uh, who yeah he recently retired from fighting. He's he's coaching. He's coaching now, and uh, and yeah, they're like the the main the main guys. What's working with him like? You know, is he very intensive in when you're sparring with him? Um, it, so Phil will spar like yeah. but Phil will spar with us. Not not like every session, but like when he does spar with us. He'll 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 always beat us. Always. Like same with same mm. with Matty as well. Like if Matty, when Matty spars seriously, he'll 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 beat us, you know, generally, generally speaking. You know, so yeah. But people don't really get to see Phil. People don't see Phil train on, on a on Instagram or anything like that. Like we don't we don't really have like lots of videos or put out lots of videos of our sparring and stuff like that. But no, when they do spar, same with Dave as well, actually. Like I remember the last time I sparred Dave, like I didn't know what to do against him. This was this was like must have been six months ago or something like that. But yeah, it was hard. It's very hard. Now you got um uh, earlier in the um, conversation, I was talking about um the new intercontinental MTGP um champion. What's it like having another belt on your belt, another title under your belt? Yes, yeah, um, obviously, obviously it feels like, a, yeah. Mm-hmm. It feels it feels good. You know, it's like seven years of seven years of hard work basically when i look at the belt i think oh this is seven this is seven years of hard work but it just doesn't stop there <laughs> you know what i mean so it's like okay cool seven years of hard work cool you got it got the belt now look to the look to the future now you know what i mean like world champ like oh and that's that's the goal like that's one of that's one of the goals you know what i mean become a world champ so that's what that's what i'm looking looking towards 
looking towards now and like just thinking what do I need to do how do I need to elevate elevate my game like how do I need to reevaluate my training to make sure that that I'll I'll get that title at some point you know because the belt is just a byproduct of your training mm -hmm. right yeah like you train like a you train like a world champ very likely you're going to become a world champ you know so I'd, I'd just see the belt as a the belt's like the kind of the physical manifestation showing that yeah you've put in the work to be to reach this mm. you know the actual title itself yeah means a lot more to you than the actual physical belt you that you'd wrap around your waist in the ring that after winning the fight yeah i guess it's just like another stepping stone towards being the kind of fighter i want to be you know what i mean and yeah the belt is the belt is a wicked belt like it's, it's a it's a it's a proper nice belt yeah, i'm happy like every time i look at it i'm like ah oh, it's, it's a it's a very nice belt you know but i try not to obsess over over like the physical thing too much it's like yeah it's wicked to have it but it's like the journey don't stop there also do you feel there's added pressure um that uh, there's a lot more pressure on you to um to win as in the more opponents are coming your way do you feel there's added pressure to perform the best as you can do in the cage as in even though i know you said now you're taking a week off just to recharge your batteries and to rest and to just enjoy the your recent success yeah. is there more pressure to basically not let people down especially your team and corner so for me not at all like i i don't really feel the pre if anything i i'm the one who gives myself pressure because of what I know I can achieve and I know I can become a really, really good fighter. You know what I mean? But on the day, like when it comes to fights itself, the way I look at it is everyone is just a set of problems, right? And you have to solve, you have, it's your job to solve these problems. It's on, it's on me. You know what I mean? My coaches are there to guide me to the best of their ability, but ultimately it's on me to solve whatever problems they bring. You know what I mean? So when I, before I'd say earlier on in my career, you always think, oh, like, oh, I'm fighting this person. Damn, this person's been fighting since they're six years old. Oh, like, this person's really good, blah, blah. This person's got a good left kick. This person is, you know what I mean? This person's bigger, stronger than me, whatever it is. But I think now I see things, and I guess it maybe it comes with the experience, even though I, I've only had, like, 17, 18 fights, something like that. But I think it comes with the experience, at least for me, knowing that, um, that yeah, everyone's just a set of problems and it's my job to solve them. So it doesn't matter what they, who they are, what their name is. All I, I just need to assess, like really diligently, like what problems are they bringing, what problems could they bring, and how am I going to solve them? You would, of course, um, you would have seen just kind of um branching away from Muay Thai a little bit. Um, I'm still saying within combat sports, you would have seen, of course, the big big money fights, the big big deal fight, the um Tyson Fury versus Bronson Garner that took yeah. place last weekend. <laughs> Um, there's some. There was still, I think, some. Francis Ngannou came out the um the winning um fight up, but there were still some back and forth arguments and disputes about who actually won that fight. And Shell Sonnen, who is someone who in within mixed martial arts, a lot of people do listen to his opinion. Um, he did admit he he made a video on YouTube on his channel saying boxing is no longer a real sport. Um. Now, just put my two cents on that. I think it's coming from the um, position of, well, first of all, you now have lots of YouTubers such as the Poor Brothers 
KSI and some other um, people are just going in there for, probably for the extra clout and for the extra money. Um, in your in in your opinion, mm-hmm. do you think that's true? Do you think that's the case? Do you think it's a dying sport that probably mixed martial arts or Muay Thai will one day permanently take over and boxing will just be a, a sport I mean, of the past? To be honest, like I don't know if you can say it's a dying sport when. There's still so much money in boxing. You know what I mean? Like, there's still millions more in boxing than there is in MMA and Muay Thai. But I don't know. Maybe in terms of like, I don't know what it's like in terms of like viewership and stuff. That's that's a different that's that's a different story. I don't I don't really think um I haven't done enough research into it to be able to give you like a proper answer. But I'd say in terms of like obviously like I watch Muay Thai. I watch Muay Thai every day. You know what I mean? Um, MMA, I never re- MMA, I never really watch. Maybe like if I think they're two good strikers, then I'll maybe check out some highlights or something. But this like crossover boxing fight, like what the Paul brothers and all that are doing, I um, it's I will never, <laughs> never stay up to watch these fights. I'd rather sleep. Mm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Tyson Fury and like Ngannou, like it was always going to be quite. It's always going to be interesting. I do think they'd never. Personally, and this is just an opinion. I think they never let, never let Tyson lose to an MMA fighter. I just think it's very likely that it was always going to be fixed. Regard, you know what I mean? That's that's really, why, yeah. Like how, like Ngannou's never had one professional boxing fight is going to come over and beat the lineal heavyweight champ. Yeah, it doesn't it just... it doesn't look good for boxing, and even like yeah. Fury's performance and stuff, like what Ngannou did to Fury, because Fury's face was more. I'm going to look fresh after the fight. Fury yeah. did not look fresh. It still yeah. doesn't look good for boxing. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I like watching boxing wise. I like watching the lighter guys fight. Like the 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 light. I think it's the lightweight division, like one thirty five or I think it's like one thirty five pounds, something like that. The one with like Shakur, um, Tank, um, Devin Haney, like. Like uh, yeah, Cambosos, all those guys. Like I like watching those guys fight. You know, yeah, I kind of lost my train of thought. Sorry, something's just happened here. Where I am I'm taking Sorry. this interview, um, because so far, you know, Francis Ngannou is really the only fighter that's come from mixed martial arts and has mm. actually successfully beaten a boxer. And mm. I haven't forgotten that earlier this year, I think, um. Is it, it starts with Joe Rogan making a comment about this one of his podcasts and think Tyson Fury heard about it. Then he made a video saying that if him and if him and Francis Ngannou would, would end up in a changing room backstage somewhere, um, there's only one person to come out of that fight on top, and that would be him. Um, mm-hmm. But of course, the Back fire didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it didn't age well on social media. Um, yeah, but you know, I, I do, I do agree with what, what you said. I mean, I. I do believe that the um, I mean, most of my personal opinion, I do believe that the social media thing, especially with the YouTubers, it has mm. kind of killed the um, what boxing was supposed to, what is usually represented to many people, especially the older generations. And I mean, only many, I think many YouTubers come across try and get into the boxing scene just for extra clout, extra money, and I think it's the least dangerous sport in terms of how much physical damage they can take and then probably the least embarrassing whereas Muay Thai makes martial mm. arts there's a lot more you've got to deal with kicks punches yeah. and you yeah. know but I say there's, I, think there's, I think statistically there's a lot more brain damage in boxing mm-hmm. but I think 
Yeah. And this is just me personally. I don't see YouTubers boxing the same as actual, like, actual boxing fights. Do you get what I mean? I just see it as yes. YouTuber boxing. Like, like, you know what? If anything, fair play to them. Like, they're just they're just leveraging their audience to get to get their bread. And that and that's it. And if anything, like I take my hats off to them. You know what I mean? Because they've got the money. Well. They've, they've got the money to train hard. Like I think they've got the money to train hard because they're what they're Twitch streamers or whatever it is they're doing. They've they've all got they've all got a lot of money. You know what I mean? So I think that I actually think a, a few of them do put in the work. But obviously, like I, I don't, I just don't see it the same as actual, actual boxing, like high level, like elite level boxing. You know, it's just YouTuber it's boxing already. Sorry, um, no, no worries. It's the, just YouTuber. No, no. Um, the thing is, um, what I can't stand, and what I think many people can't stand, is the fact that some of these guys, such as the Paul Brothers, and there'll, there'll be others, but they're the yeah. ones who made known made to a lot of mm. people. They consider themselves to be professional boxers. I mean, I used to be angry and bitch and moan about it before, mm. but now I'm a bit more. Let me try and try and study this research, and then I can come back with yeah. an educated, informed yeah. answer. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's 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 a tough one, isn't it? Because I don't know if they train like professional boxers. I mean, they're not. They're obviously not fighting legitimate like legitimate boxers, right? They're not fighting yeah. like legitimate pros. But then it's like, okay, maybe they could be considered professional boxers, but then what kind of profession, like professional boxer are you? Do you, yes, do you get what yeah. I mean? Are you a professional box? Because all professional boxing is, you just have to get a pro boxing license. I think Is yes. that right? Uh -huh. So yeah, being absolutely. a professional boxer just means you got a pro boxing license. And then you got uh, the status, yeah, I'm a, I'm, a I'm a professional boxer, right? Now that I think about wrong? it, um, I think you probably I, I used to get the license. Um, I think there's a license, but that I'm not looked into. But I think possibly mm. there could be so, somewhat more to it as well. But um, like you said, the license is, is there. There's some other legalities and bits of paperwork you must yeah. have beneath your yeah. belts. But the other side, I think, maybe prove from the ring that you can actually yeah. box against yeah. other people yeah, yeah, who've yeah, got a, 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 you know a really good fighting record. Yeah, yeah. Hundred percent, and then that's then that's the question of like that's what makes like to the public, I suppose, is that that's what makes someone legitimate. Are they actually fighting legitimate pros? Are you a pros fighting legitimate pros? You know? Yeah, no, definitely. I think social media that's been one. It's kind well, of people like obviously paying back. to see it, right? <laughs> people like are obviously paying to watch guys like Jake Paul fight Tommy Fury or whatever it is, you know, like. People are obviously paying to watch it, so they're just they're just exploiting they're just exploiting a market. That's it. If yeah. there's a market for it and there's a demand for it, and they can both make good peak good money from it, then why wouldn't they do it? You know. No, you, you you're right. Um, I think, but I think where Shell Sonnen was coming from, he's representing the group of people, probably the generation that who, uh, they're people who are watching the sport because they're passionate about it, and they have the yeah. fighters, the participators, boxers in the sport yeah. who have worked their way from the ground up. They've actually earned their threat. They're in this yeah. for the fame or even for the money. To, okay, they're going to earn a lot of money, fine. But it's yeah. because it's something they actually like doing. Yeah. They like doing. Yeah. You know, they, they're they actually passionate about this. It's in their blood. Mm. You know, something that they love doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's the best answer I can give, really. No, I feel Um, Look, last but not least, and um, sorry, I'm, I'm going to have to cut this a bit short, but... 
your next um, fight date, the next opponent? I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't have do. an opponent yet. I think it's going to be in March. The next, uh, yeah, the next okay. Monster Grand Prix is going to be in March. So I think that's when, that's when I'm next fighting. I'm going to Thailand for a month in December for a training, like slash holiday, just to like nice. get out, get out of the UK for a little bit. It's been, a, it's been like six years since I've been Thailand. You know what I mean? So I'm looking forward to going back, go train, enjoy myself. And then January come back and it's ready for, ready for another big year. Mm -hmm. Thailand so for obvious reasons that name keeps coming up when it comes to um, combat sports mixed martial arts but yeah. Muay Thai kickboxing in particular if you want to pursue a career in Muay Thai um, as a yeah. professional fighter or just for yeah. you know you enjoyed the sport yeah can you say that you haven't really mastered Muay Thai, Muay Thai or really um really um experienced it unless you unless you've been to thailand to train there even maybe just once in your life or so i mean mastering it you're no one will ever master my tie you know what i mean it's, it's impossible it's always it's always changing it's always evolving but i'd say like yeah of course like thailand is the birthplace of the sport so mm -hmm. if you want to experience like if you want to experience what it what the like actual gyms are like over there or like what like what the training regimes like over there then go over there train there but i do think you don't need you don't need to go there to be an amazing muay thai fighter you know what i mean i think western like it's evolved a lot in the west and i think with the help of like sports science as well the foreigners are catch are have and are still catching up to the ties like many many have like like you saw john haggerty ko nongo even though yes, four ounce gloves, it's not necessarily like traditional Muay Thai, but you're still seeing a lot of foreigners, um, a lot of foreigners go to Thailand and beat Thais at, at what they're best at. You yes, know what I mean? Yes. No, and I think uh, I think it's good. I think it's good to I think it's good to see. And I think it's actually made like the Thais, the Thais wake up now as well. <laughs> foreigners like like I don't a lot of Thais have to do Muay Thai, right? Because a lot of them trying to get out of poverty or they want to get their family out of poverty and they're like almost obligated to do it but a lot of a lot of like foreigners and westerners we choose to do it because we love it yeah you know what i mean and like it's two different things driving two different like two different um yeah two different things driving both people you know what i mean mm. but i wouldn't say one is better than the other or like because of because the tie is fighting to get out of poverty or whatever it is that that's the reason they're going to be the best. You got foreigners who have chosen to do the sport, who just love the sport. Can't see them; they can't see themselves doing anything else, and they they still they're getting to the top. Like like you're seeing um, like foreigners win the Raja Damnan title now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Although foreigners mm -hmm. before have won it as well. Like a lot of French fighters have won it in the past, but you're seeing a lot of you're seeing foreigners win it now, like, and they're beating like elite level like elite level ties. And I think it's a uh, I think it's good to see because I think it gives everyone else like it inspires everyone else. Yeah. You know, it makes them realize that like I think if they put in the work, then there's no reason why they can't do the same. Absolutely, absolutely. Last but not least, any shout outs you want to give? Um, I, but I think by now you must have a few extra shout outs and giving you know, extra sponsors and extra people, new people in your corner there's 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 too many there's always too many shout outs first just thank mm. you to my always thank you to my team like thank you to my head coach phil thanks to matty and steve who i train with in the morning 
um, Michael, Amro, every, like every, my, all my teammates, you know, like I've, without them, I wouldn't be able to level up and I wouldn't uh, wouldn't be able to progress, you know. So big, always big thank you to them. And um, yeah, sponsors wise, like thank you to Mo and the team at Human. Um, they, they like help keep my body in check. Um, Daniela, my masseuse and Haroon, my manual therapist who like whenever I have any injuries, like he's the guy. He's the guy. He's the. He's the, the. If you got any injuries in London, go see Haroon. Uh, I think his Instagrams are at eliteosteo. East London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eliteosteo. East London. LDN, not uh London. LDN. Uh, he's the guy I go to. But um, but yeah, just a big thank you to everyone who supports me, and uh, I just want to keep keep making everyone proud, keep making myself proud. Um, and yeah, that's it. Just big year next year. And yeah, just keep, yeah, keep racking them up guys um thank you for watching thank you for listening and if you have listened and watched this far don't forget to, to subscribe on youtube you can also catch episodes of this show on spotify itunes and google podcasts and other major audio platforms liam once again thank you for coming on the show and we'll definitely have to invite you back on the show very soon thank you thank you thanks for having me on Take-